0: AgTech360 discusses breakthrough technologies that are impacting growers, businesses, and consumers. Hear from industry and academic experts about what's on the horizon.
1: So hi, I'm your host, Adrian Percy, Executive Director of the NC Plant Sciences Initiative. Now, December in North Carolina is a busy time of year for Christmas tree farmers, but thankfully we were able to coax Rusty Barr, owner of Bar Evergreens, into sharing some time with us today. So hi, Rusty. Hey, Adrian, how are you? Doing great. Great to have you on the pod. So uh, the North Carolina Christmas tree industry is ranked second in the nation in number of trees harvested and cash receipts. And to meet the high demand and help create beloved Christmas memories of tree farmers like Rusty are adopting a lot of new technologies. So thanks for joining me again today, Rusty. And let's discuss some of the challenges and successes that you've had in the Christmas tree production industry over the past couple of years. Let's, let's start off with a little bit about you. You're a second generation tree farmer, as I understand. Tell me a little bit about your operation, your family's operation and what led to your decision to carry on the family tradition as it were.
0: Well, uh, my, my dad was growing trees and uh, it was kind of a second job for him. He was in the furniture manufacturing business and uh, they sold the plant and he decided uh, to go full time. And he did that for several years while we were in high school and college. And so, you're up in Ashe County, right? Ashe County, yes, sir. It's uh, in the northwest corner of the state, right on the
1: Virginia, Tennessee border. And I believe one of the most productive counties in the entire nation for Christmas tree production.
0: That's that's what they say.
1: Looking back a little bit first, I mean, tell us how the industry has evolved over the last few decades. What are growers looking for or expecting now that perhaps wasn't the standard when 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 the business first began?
0: Well, you know, you used to. I mean, uh, they didn't grow quite as dense of tree. You know, they did a lot of mowing instead of uh, you know sod suppression like we do with, uh, you know, like Roundup and some of the weed control. Uh, we're able to maintain a, a large number of acres where with mowers we couldn't we couldn't maintain the the weeds because I mean, for one thing, we're in the mountains and the and the fields are you know. Some of them are really steep and some of them are, yeah. are not so steep. I mean, we try not to plant the very steepest ground because it uh, tends not to grow as good a tree. It's hard to maintain them. It's hard for the workers. It's hard to access
1: And yeah. I guess it makes automation really challenging as well. Yes. yes.
0: Well, that's, that's one of the things, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of automation. I mean, there is some, I mean, you know, they used to net the trees. Now we have mechanical tree, tree balers that put the string on them, compress them to uh, protect them from shipping. And, uh, you know, we have conveyors that, you know, we can get them up on the trucks with and uh, some people have it a lot, you know, more, like if they're, you know, have a warehouse setting, we're, we're loading in a, you know, like in a pine thicket. So we, we just, we use natural shade and, and uh, you know, man-made shade, like with shade cloth, to protect the trees from the sun. So basically, you know, when they're harvested, the, uh, you know, the sun and is the, their biggest enemy.
1: What about, you know, rainfall, irrigation, droughts even? I know that this year there was a there was a dry period just prior to harvest. How does that affect your operation?
0: Fortunately, Fraser Fir is a very resilient tree. And, you know, the drought stays basically with, along with cold weather, put, puts them kind of in their, their uh, sleep stays. So they're, they're not um, requiring as much, much. And therefore, when they're cut, you know, they, they should be fine, even though the, the trees are somewhat lighter because of the lack of rain. They shouldn't dry out really any faster, I don't think. So a couple of weeks ago,
1: I actually did a podcast with uh, Justin Whitehill, who oh, I know you know very uh, well. Yes, sir. And and he was mentioning that he works or you were involved in some of the research projects that he's got going on at, uh, at NC State. So I'm, I'm curious. I know you're a, a graduate of Appalachian State. Yes, sir. But we won't hold that
0: against you. as a great <laughs> tool, obviously. But but how did you get involved with NC State? Well, I, well my dad was a wolf packer, so um... – We attended football games from the 70s all the way up till, you know, probably the mid-90s till we started uh, following the Mountaineers.
1: So tell me a little bit about how you work with Justin. That was probably the... Well, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So Justin, Justin, uh, you know, he does the genetics program along with Dr. Frampton, who started some of this research. We have a seed orchard that is the North Carolina Premium Fraser First Seed Orchard. We're really harvesting some of the first crops of viable and very good seed from that orchard that's been in existence for going on 15 or 16, 17 years. The trees were grafted into smaller trees, you know, so it kind of Tricked them into thinking they're a little older than what they what they actually are. So they started producing seed earlier. But now the germination, uh, which, which is critical to the the processes that we do, you know, that's that's where we're making great improvements. Is the the seedling production uh, with the genetically improved seed with you know trees? If we can get them to come off in six to eight years instead of you know eight to ten years, that's saving a lot of labor.
1: Yeah, that's a huge, a huge, a huge improvement, obviously. And and so you're working pretty intensively with with Justin and his programming.
0: Yes, in identifying the characteristics of trees. And hopefully now we're going to be able to do some uh, controlled crosses in the orchard because he's going to be able to identify the, the actual. We know who the mothers are, but we don't know who the fathers are. <laughs> There's 20, 30, 39 families. And I think we've called out three or four uh, that were not, uh, acceptable after several tests uh you know for christmas trees the trees they're growing faster have uh, you know like in the third or fourth year when you shear them back they start filling up extremely fast where some of the you know the genetic material that we were using was not uh, you know it's taking an extra year or two for it to to fill up and, and look like a, a christmas tree The North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative impacts lives through innovative applications and discoveries. By leveraging cutting-edge research and technology, we address global challenges related to agriculture, sustainability, and human health.
1: And so you've touched on this a little bit. You know, how about technologies that you are using then? I mean, what what kind of technologies are you employing in your operation to help produce, you know, a healthier, better-looking, more desirable Christmas tree, perhaps one that's... um, less desirable to to deer but more desirable to to if right. you Well,
0: well the deer problem is is another major issue, but you know we've we've done some fencing for that problem, but uh you know we can't fence all our acres, but we we have fenced some that are you know have a, a extreme pressure. We've used chemical repellents which seem to work if you can keep them off in the first few years, you know most of the time they stop Browsing, but some places they just won't quit. So it's it's a it's a major issue as well. But you know, I mean, we we've got things like tractor uh, mist blowers for sprayers for putting out chemicals and and uh, fertilizers. And we also uh, have employed a new uh, fertilizer spreader from Denmark that is called the Airflow, and basically it can shoot the fertilizer over the top of the field. Uh, it's basically like having your own helicopter that. That you don't need a pilot's license. You just put it behind your tractor, and it can, you know, it can hold a lot of fertilizer and like a ton of fertilizer in the hopper. And nowadays we're using coated fertilizers, which, which release the the nitrogen at, at a slower rate, so it can use less fertilizer on the ground. I think that's been one of the one of the benefits, you know, because if we did the traditional way, we dumped all the fertilizer on the ground, and basically we just we fed a lot of weeds. It helped the trees as well, but but the weeds really got a jump start with this slow release nitrogen. It seems to uh, the trees uh, stay greener, and the weeds don't quite grow as, as fast. Turning to another
1: topic, you know, you supply Christmas trees across the nation. It's an important responsibility in many ways. It gives people a lot of pleasure. You're also farming in one of the most you know attractive and, and beautiful areas of the country. I would say, having visited recently. I, I appreciate you know you'll you'll be worried about you know taking care of the environment and sustainability. What kind of sustainability practices do you do you employ?
0: You know we're we're a you know IPM farm. We scout before we spray. We use some you know basically thresholds that uh, you know tell us just because we have a few bugs we don't start spraying. We do ground cover management. We try to leave the you know we use clover. White clover is a very beneficial ground cover for us because one it provides extra nitrogen and two it you know it, it holds the soils you know on the hillsides we can't we can't really have bare ground you know so because we don't want the topsoil to wash away because that's our, our precious resource that uh, on this farm here we've been growing trees for uh, since 1960 that's a testament to the you know ground cover management that that's been employed i mean Back in the old days, we used to use a lot of pre-emergence and, uh, you know, have bare ground and you would you would have runoff. And and so that's that's been done away with. And we value the land because it's, uh, it's 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 uh, a resource that we can't uh, replace. And there's less and less of it with second homes and farmland. is uh, If you don't have it, it's, it's hard to acquire even leasing or, uh, you know, to purchase. So I'm going to leave you with one
1: last big question, is um, and I guess this is kind of directed to someone like Justin about what he should be working on, in your in your perspective. But you know, what is the one area or problem that you that you're experiencing or see in the future that you hope new technology or new research might help address?
0: Well, I think uh, you know the the deer brows, the uh, phytophthora root rot, which is a a, a disease that's you know, present in our soils, but it takes certain conditions. And with the rising temperatures that we see in the summer times, and, uh, you know, I mean, this fall was extremely warm for the harvest. I mean, we're going to have to have, uh, genetically improved, uh, plants that are, you know, able to tolerate these, uh, little higher temperatures and also be able to, uh, I mean, be cut in the same, uh, same window because, Christmas, you know, rotates around Thanksgiving and this year, you know, it was as early as it could be. So the retailers want their trees, you know, earlier and earlier every year. It's something we don't want to push as growers, but, you know, when your customer wants his trees, you you know, you got to sell them to them.
1: On that note, and on behalf of all of us who will enjoy a Christmas tree this holiday season, a big thank you. Thanks for giving up some valuable time you know, on your farm today to come speak to us. So thanks, Rusty. Oh, yeah. Thank you
0: so much. And one thing for your, your the consumers, you know, make sure you're getting a fresh cut on your tree. Take that little half inch sliver off and get it into some water and uh, make sure you keep your stand full and you should have a wonderful holiday season. Great. Great advice. Thanks, Rusty. AgTech 360 shares relevant news and breakthroughs with audiences across the globe. Stay connected and join the conversation by following NCPSI on social media.